Hey everyone, this is Alex with Jove recording another podcast with Ditch Your Dorm. Today we have someone really awesome on the show today to give you an insight about what to look for when you're renting in college. Uh, we have Julie Foyle. Uh, she is the leasing director for Watchtower Property Company. And Julie, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you so much. So Julie, you are in the car right now, which um, I think speaks a lot to your profession. Um, where, where, where are you headed right now? I'm actually going. One of our owners is looking at purchasing a new building. So he wants to get feedback to see what my thoughts are on how the leasing process would go. But um, yes, it's never stop. It's nonstop with our company. Um, we have over a thousand residential units in all different parts oh. of Philadelphia. Yes, um, and I also manage about 10 Airbnb suites. Um, our portfolio, it ranges everything from market rate apartments to student housing properties, and we also have an affordable Section 8 division as well. So very never, cool. never ending and very exciting. It's a lot of ne fun. Ne never a dull moment in your day. Not at all. So in particular to students, um, approximately how, how many properties do you have uh, to students and, and where are they located? What kind of campuses around Philadelphia? So we have properties that are located uh, very in close proximity to all major universities in Philadelphia. So UPenn, Drexel, Jefferson University, both their Center City campus and East Falls campus. Um, we also have a student housing property in Camden, New Jersey. Um, that's really close to Cooper Medical School of Rowan University. So I deal very in depth with that property as well. Got it. Okay. And I think that your experience there and just having so many properties that, that you're dealing with um, will help students in understanding what the differences are between renting from a large property management company and a private, um, a private property owner and what, what those differences are. So we'll dive into that on this podcast. But to start off, I wanted to ask, um, when students are searching for an apartment in college in, in, in Philly, um, regardless of whether they're at Penn or at Temple or anywhere else, um, when should they start looking for an apartment? I think that that falls in line with when their school classes are going to be starting. I know that, for instance, Jefferson East Falls, the search is always on anywhere from like April through May. Um, over at Cooper and you know usually a lot of it is early spring but definitely you know it's never too early to get out there and start looking around because it's where you're going to be living and you need mm -hmm. to know that you're going to have a comfortable place where you can relax and just really focus on what matters and that's your studies and making sure that your classes are going well. Got it okay and um, when they're looking, um, what should they be looking for, um, whether it's um, amenities or location or even number of beds and bath? What, I know, it's, I know it's, a, it's a blanket question, but what would be your advice to a, uh, let's say, a freshman? Um, they're in their first year of school, it's October, they're just getting their feet wet in school and they're starting to think about, you know, am I living somewhere else off campus next year? 
I think it's important for them to consider their lifestyle and like what makes them happy. Um, there's such a variety of neighborhoods in Philadelphia. You know, if they want something where they can wake up, walk to class, then obviously they want to focus on the locations that are closest to the university. Um, but there's a lot to offer, and I think it, it varies per person. So really thinking about your day to day, what's important to you, how do you envision your lifestyle to be when you're relocating. I think that that would be key. And then just kind of working from there and taking a look and seeing what options are out there. That's the beauty of our company in the sense that when somebody comes to me, I can ask the questions and I can assist in presenting options that are good matches for what they had in mind. Got it. So when a, when a student is searching for property um, and, and they come across um, you or, or one of the other representatives at Watchtower, what's, what's the process? Like, how do, how do you help them find what they're looking for? So we do everything, all of our scheduling is digital. So basically if you hop on our website, which is wtprops.com, uh, you click on schedule a tour and it's gonna pull up all of my listings. When you click on each individual listing, you'll have a rundown on all of the amenities that are available. And you'll also see if there's available show time. Um, right now, if the apartment's vacant, we can offer a virtual tour or an in-person tour. Um, mm -hmm. For anything that's not vacant, we're doing kind of um, these very in-depth virtual tours where they can click on the 3D tour and take a tour of the space for exclusively virtually. Um, but yeah, it's never been easier. And then my contact information's there. So if you're looking at something and you have some questions, I'm always there to support. Great. Yeah, I've, I've seen that students have a lot of questions and a lot of times they're going into their first lease having little to no knowledge of what to expect. Um, so thank you again for, for being on, on this podcast. I think all the insights that you're providing are going to be super valuable to the students. Um, Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Let's look into um, the lease itself. Let's say the uh, college students have found the people that they want to live with. They found the property that they want. Now they're um, at the lease. What should they expect? Like who's, who's signing the lease? Um, how early are they doing that? Um, and then also um, what kind of initial budget should they, should they be considering? Gotcha. So we actually offer a variety of locations that could fit every budget. So budget, definitely you want to find something that's going to match what you need. Um, as far as the lease is concerned, it's a very, very important part of this process. Um, most landlords, including our company, to lock your space in, you're going to have to sign a lease and you're going to have to place one month's deposit. So that'll basically lock it in, but never rush to sign the lease very important that you understand the terms, the conditions. Um, most importantly, you know, understanding the rent should be listed. Any notice period that's needed as you um, enter into the next year, most landlords require like a 60-day written notice. And if you don't provide that, contracts typically will auto-renew. So that is very important. Mark your calendars, be proactive with that. I've seen people auto-renew in situations and, you know, it's never fun. But um, I think communication, like read the document, ask questions, you know, keep that conversation going because it is a legal obligation. And when you sign it, you're agreeing to the terms and conditions. So if anything comes up down the line, you know, it's, it's much better coming into it, understanding what you're signing up for. Absolutely. And it's great to have someone like you on that. If they ask questions, you can actually tell them what the legal jargon means. 
Absolutely. And I like our lease is pretty basic. It's very clear. It's very precise and to the point. Um, you know, big things, obviously the rent when it's due, what the notice period is required for the next term. We also never exceed a 5% increase to follow the next year. So we put that in there as well. Um, but yeah, communication is key and making sure that the entire process runs smoothly. Cool. And I'm, I'm excited to dive into that communication piece, which I think is unique to what your company is doing. Um, but we'll, we'll say that for, for later. I think there's, there's, um, it's, it's, it's gold what you guys are doing there. Um, in terms of who's signing the lease, um, what kind of expectations should students have in their parents' involvement or guardians' involvement in signing the lease as well? That varies per property owner. Um, some cases you may need a co-signer. Other cases, property managers, um, or they might have some sort of an agreement with the university. So I think that that's a case-by-case -case question. Um, again, that needs to be discussed, you know, early coming into it. Um, but you know, co-signers are typically always welcome, and then the co-signer will complete the same app application process as the resident coming in. Got it. Okay. And as as students are picking between properties, um, a lot of times. So there's, there's really two, two differentiators when picking through properties in terms of who you're going to be communicating with. You're either going to be communicating with a property management company or you're going to be communicating with a property owner um, who may have a property management company as well. So what kind of things should students look for in uh, deciding on a property and their landlord? I think they need to go with uh, someone that they feel comfortable with. I know with when you deal with a larger company, you know, our organization, I handle everything up until the move in. After that, there's an introduction to your property management team, um, which they're always there to support if you have any service issues, if you need anything. We offer 24 hour on call maintenance. So there's a number that you can call 24 hours a day if you ever have an emergency. Um, and then also our company, we have a digital communication system as well. It's through Rent Cafe. So basically everything from the application to the lease signing, it's all done digitally. Um, and then when you move in, there's a uh, resident portal where there's a drop down menu for maintenance. And it just really, I think when landlords are dealing with a high volume of requests in any major city, it's gonna be that way. Streamlining everything through a digital system, it's essential to maintaining organization and a level of customer service that's expected. Um, private landlords, just calling in like that those systems they're 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 kind of outdated at this point I, I i completely agree i think that having a digital system um goes a long way and um can you talk about does that digital system also include the ability to make payments it does so yes i mean straight from we have an app where you complete the application and then once the application is approved you sign you can pay i mean it does everything essentially very cool. Is the, do the, uh, let's say a student is living with two other roommates. Do they need to submit their payment um, in one lump sum or does every nope. student pay their own? They all have their own individual payment account that flows directly in, you know, to the central account for the unit. So it makes it really easy in the sense that you don't have to coordinate payments with your roommate. Got it. And speaking to the topic of roommates, um, let's go into how should a student go about choosing their roommates, assuming that they're early on, let's say they're a freshman and they, they just got their feet wet in school, they met a few people, um, and they're deciding who should I live with next year? How do, 
how, how would you, what suggestions would you have and how they should be going about that? It's a very, very important decision because picking a roommate is essentially getting married to somebody. You need to make sure that your lifestyles are going to merge and that you guys are similar in that sense. Um, at our property, Cooper Village in Canada, New Jersey, we actually developed a compatibility survey that covers all of the big questions as far as cleanliness, you know, your schedule, when you're up, when you're sleeping, you know, it helps us better match our students with people that, you know, are going to be a little bit more compatible with their day-to-day -day lifestyle. Um, but definitely, it's, it's a very important decision because, you know, you need to be able to live with somebody that, you know, you guys are both on the same page. Mm -hmm. And Julie, from, from your perspective, if a, um, let's say two students come in and they're, they're looking for an apartment, um, it's just the two of them, but they find a three bedroom that they absolutely love. Um, what would you recommend, how should they go about finding an extra roommate? Well, there are a lot of roommate matching sites out there. Um, RoommateMatchRoommateService.com roommate was one of them that I have used in the past, when, okay. years and years ago. I hope it's still <laughs> in play right now. But um, I think it's also, you know, through common connections, people that you know, you know, asking around. If you go to a specific school, there can often be an off-campus housing office that you can reach out to, where you'll get that support. Um, at Cooper Village, what's nice also is we don't lease, like it's not one lease per apartment. We actually do a lease per bedroom. So if you're one student coming in, you lease the bedroom, like you're only responsible for your own portion of that unit. So if you don't find that third roommate, no, no big deal. You basically um, can just resume business as usual. Interesting. That, that, that leads into another question that I have is, let's say you're living um, with two other roommates and one of them decides to study abroad, uh, whether that's you or, or, or one of your, of your roommates, how does your company handle uh, a situation where someone is going to be away from their lease for the rest of the year, the rest of the lease term, or maybe even just a portion of it? Is there a... Um, a subletting component or how, how does that work and what's your advice about going around that? Gotcha. So there's two different scenarios in this case. If it's a roommate situation where you have a group of three, in that situation it would need to be dealt with between the roommates and it really varies on property. Cooper Village obviously because we lease by bedroom, not a big deal. The other two roommates, it doesn't affect anything. If you're at one of our center city properties and it's one lease for all three, then that would be something that the roommates need to work out on their own. Now, say for instance, it's a student in a one bedroom. Um, we do offer a release program where the student, if they're able to find somebody who's interested in signing for their unit for a 12 month lease, we can essentially just go through the process, have the person apply, start the new agreement with them from the date that the resident's leaving, and it's a seamless transition. The resident gets their deposit back, there are no lease break fees. It, it, it's flexibility that I think is needed, especially this day and age with everything changing and evolving so quickly. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so it's very easy, it's very seamless. And in the city, it's very easy to find people. Craigslist is a great site. Take a few photos, you post an ad, and finding a new person is just that easy. 
what are some of the what are some of the risks um, if a student is let's say they're in an active lease somewhere else and they're considering um, subleasing? What are some of the risks there? You assume a lot of risk because you never can quite tell like if that person doesn't pay or if they don't abide by the rules and regulations of the lease. As you know, a person as a primary leaseholder with a subtenant, you know, you hold responsibility for that. So that's definitely, I would say, on the risky side, and I would not recommend. Got it. Okay, absolutely. Um, let's talk about um, communication. And you had mentioned your um, the digital systems that you have. Um, can you walk us through the process of that a student would take when they're first looking? Who are they communicating with? How does that change when they get to the lease process? And then how does that change again when they're actually living in the property? Gotcha. So the beginning of the relationship on the appointment would be scheduled digitally through our system. And then I or one of my agents would drive out to meet with them. And we take care of everything from the point that we meet straight through to your move-in day. We'll take you through the property, make sure you're comfortable, you understand where the mailroom is, where to bring your trash, all of that good stuff. So we kind of handle that initial transition. After that, we have property management teams per site that are there to assist with any maintenance requests, if you have any questions regarding your lease agreement, um, or basically anything that you need. Um, there's, again, 24-hour emergency teams that are available, so if something happens in the middle of the night and uh, you need assistance, there's somebody there for you as well. So. Our company is very well organized in the sense that, you know, we have our different teams that all seamlessly merge together to ensure that you have a good experience. Great. And I think, I think that's one of the benefits um, as a student is, is considering um, whether they should go with a larger company or a private um, property owner is that, that seamless integration and, and, and communication. Absolutely. Um, I think organization is key. And you need to be working with a team who truly enjoys what they do. I mean, that's one of the things that I feel so lucky. I've been with this company for the past five years. And, you know, it's amazing when you're connected with professionals that really take their job seriously. And they understand that, you know, we're dealing with people's lives. It's their home. You know, there's nothing more personal to somebody than where you sleep and where you live your life. So mm -hmm. everybody, you know, we're passionate. And that's why I feel lucky to be part of my team. Very cool. Yeah, this is great. Um, what type of what type of questions would you recommend a student be asking um, when they're going through through this process? As far as the leasing process coming in, coming into the leasing process and understanding really what they're getting themselves into. What, what, what should they be asking of of the property managers? Absolutely. So I think really, most importantly, I think it's to first identify what it is that they are going to need, what type of lease term is it that they're looking for, what budget. Um, and it's important to make sure that before even scheduling the appointment, that all the criteria that they're looking for is going to be a good match um, with the selection that they make. Um, so basically just asking about that initial lease term, um, asking about maintenance, um, asking about, you know, the different procedures and how they can lock the space in. Um, the cities, it moves very, very quickly. Um, 
honestly, we've had or more than one occasion where multiple applications will come in on one unit. So I think it's important to kind of get yourself geared up for that apartment search and know exactly what you're looking for. And when you find it, you need to move forward on it. There can't be delays on anything because literally when we get a multiple application situation, it's, you know, the first person who gets everything complete will be awarded the property. That's how it works. And there is still a high demand in the city right now for apartment rentals. Like even the beginning of the pandemic, our business did not slow down at all. People always need a place to live. So mm -hmm. just really coming into it, knowing what you need and going for it when you find it. Got it. So students really should be starting the process early on and they should be, before they're locking the properties in, they should be figuring out what, they sh what they're looking for, whether they want to work with a big company or a, pri um, a private owner. And then they should start asking these questions so that when the springtime comes, or whatever the interval there is at the school, um, that they're locked and loaded, ready to go um, to, to sign the lease and give that deposit, whatever it is. Exactly. And most of our properties, um, there are many properties that we run that we actually have active wait lists in place. Um, especially Cooper Village in Camden, every year we fill at that property just because of its proximity to the medical school. There's mm -hmm. nothing more convenient than walking out of your front door and having your medical school right there. We also have a beautiful cafe on site that just opened last year. It's called the I-418 Cafe. Um, they specialize in grab and go. Everything is like super healthy and smoothies and coffee and basically everything you could possibly need. Um, and that's Really, it's right in the center of the block because we manage the entire block there. It's about 59 units. Very cool. Yeah. Um, what's the usual term for, for a lease for students? Typically, it's going to be around a 12-month lease. It does vary per owner. Some people will offer a shorter term, but 12 months is pretty typical for us. Um, I know most owners also are going to be expecting to have their leases end in the spring and summer. That's when the market's at its strongest. Um, mm -hmm. So keep that in mind if you need to negotiate a shorter term. Um, chances are you'll probably make it happen. Interesting. Okay. So can you clarify and elaborate on that point as well? If, if they do need a shorter term, um, what would, what would you recommend there? How, how should they position it? Let's say they're preparing for a, um, a semester abroad or they know they're going to take an internship in the summer. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, really, I mean, if they have a specific term in mind, I would say from that first conversation, could you offer a 10 month lease? You know, mm -hmm. a simple question up front. If somebody's asking me for a 10 month lease and I know it's going to end in spring or summer, I'm going to do it. I think it's a smart decision to it because then you get a vacancy filled through the winter and that's when it's uh, the market's at its lowest point. So just be upfront in the beginning and be open with that because you don't want to go out and tour a property, fall in love with it, and then find out that they can't offer the lease term that you're looking for. Right. Great point. Is there, um, is there anything else that, that we haven't covered um, that, that you'd like to mention to students? We have covered so much my gosh um yeah i mean i just if there's any students out there looking for housing call me <laughs> awesome yeah call julie she's great uh watchtower um is a great property management group julie thank you so much for taking the time to get on this podcast with us and for everyone Absolutely. tuning in 
I hope you found this valuable and make sure to tune in for future podcasts where we interview students and property managers around universities to find out how to rent properly as a student. Thank you. Thanks.